Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all well. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Tim Crane, um, author of um, They Played With Bobby Moore and They Played With John Lyle. All right, Tim? There we go, by hand. These are the, these are the fellas. These are the books. And he, he, he informed me that he's interviewed every, um, every hammer from 58 to 89. That's great. That's impressive. So, welcome, Tim. Welcome to the channel. How are you? Thank you. Very well, thank you. Delighted to be involved. And I appreciate the backdrop as well. It's nice to see. Uh, it's very impressive. I'm very impressed. Uh, a lot of time I, on my hands to do these things. Everyone does. So what we, the premise of the channel is very simple. It's to find out about your favourite West Ham players, maybe your worst West Ham players, whatever. You know, it's open to debate what we want to talk about. Um, we ask everyone who's on the show um, just a couple of quick questions. The first one is, Tim, what was your earliest West Ham memory? Um, I lied to my parents that I was going to play to you know, at a friend's house and probably went to Walter Poplar, got on the number 15 bus and was at uh, the uh, ground to watch West Ham play Leicester, 1979 this was. We were a second division team at the time, second tier team at, at the time. And um, we got 1-1 draw. And uh, Pop Robson scored the first ever goal I scored. And interesting caveat to that for me is that about three weeks ago, I uh, acquired a photo of the actual goal, the original press wow. photo goal. So I was quite, quite, quite pleased, quite poignant little thing to, to have. We've all got our lovely memories of West Ham. So if we can stay close for memorabilia, uh, it's nice to be able to do that. Exactly. And so that was your first one. But, you know, you sort of allude. What's your sort of your best memory it doesn't have to be a game it could be you know meeting your favorite player of all time or whatever you know anything that sticks out your mind as your sort of your greatest West Ham memory you can think of it's quite a tricky question well I've been I've been spoiled really uh, I work for the uh, X X Hammers magazine, magazine yep defunct, but we started in 2002 and the, the the chap who set that up Tony McDonald said to me I want you to I want you to interview every West Ham player you can find um, and since then it was sort of Christmas day every day so yeah. I've got 
a flood of amazing memories. You can imagine every hammer from 58 to 89 and quite a few since then, but absolutely, actually every hammer. I managed to find Tom McAllister, who was a bit of a uh, difficult one for me to find, but recently found him. He was lost in France for five years, so it was a bit trickier. But no, I've had a whole, a whole clutch of amazing, wow. amazing memories. But I suppose uh, you're more impressionable as a young lad. So I would go the 80-81 season, my favourite season, just seeing Brooklyn Bonds, Devonshire at their best, mm. uh, 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 fantastic Upton Park, and winning trophies and get, winning promotion and breaking records, and that was just the thrill ride. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, and, and the FA Cup, you know, exploits are still unbeaten today. You know, first team, last team outside the the top tier to win one. So, um, yeah, it's impressive, really impressive time. Um, I was just born then, sorry to make you feel old, Tim, but I was born in 1981. So, yeah. um, so the idea of, of the actual show, as I said, going through your Hammers, play, your Hammers players, there's a few rules we abide by. Uh, one is it's got to be a 4-4-2, nice and simple, traditional, no, no fancy Dan wing-backs or anything like that. Um, the second one is you have to have been alive to see them play. Um, so, you know, me, I can't put in Bobby Moore, but I can put in... I don't know who we got. Malky Mackay or someone like that. Um, and the last one, yeah, it could be, it could be anyone. Could be, uh, Justin, bless him. And the last one is that it, it's your eleven. It doesn't have to be the best eleven players. It could be the best players that your favourite players, you know, which aren't necessarily the best players, maybe, or it could be the best foreign players you, you've you've seen, or the best. I don't know the worst plays you've seen. It's up to you, really. But the idea is just to find out the plays that meant something to you, whether it was good or bad, um, throughout your sort of illustrious West Ham supporting career, Tim. Um, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll start between the sticks. So who have you got as your number one? Who's the... Well, I'm a, a Lyle boy. Uh, yeah. I broke teeth at West Ham watching John Lyle's team. So there's a bit of a bias towards John Lyle's players. Um, I've tried to put together, just to give you a general overview, I've yeah. tried to put together a nice blend of winners, you know, tr- uh, cup winners, um, homegrown talent, okay, a little bit of overseas flair as well. Um, but obviously with number one, the, the greatest goalkeeper ever to play for West Ham. Um, not the most decorated, that would be Jim Standen, 64, he won a European and an FA Cup trophy. Uh, I didn't see him play, sadly, but uh, no, it'd be Phil Parks, I'm sure that's a popular choice. Uh, 114 clean sheets, one in every three games almost. You're not going to get that. Just to give you a bit of, um, just to give you a bit of a comparison, um, a bit of framework around that. Fabianski's got 13 clean sheets. You know, people rave about him and that. I'm a great believer that you have to put in a stint to, to really be, uh, you know, remembered high by the fans. Uh, people were saying, you know, when Scott Parker left, massive legend and that. But with time, his status has diminished a bit, I would say. Um, of the year awards, not, not, not too shabby. But number one, Phil Parks. And he's a lovely man. Um, Lavinia, his wife, just a lovely couple. Always amenable. I'm currently working on a Billy Bonds book in the same genre as the Lyon um, Moore books. Everyone who played with Billy, thanks Billy. 102 played with you, so it's a bit of a bit of a uh, task. But I'm up to 90 because it's like shooting fish in a barrel at the moment because everybody's at home. Exactly. Yeah. 
had to, couldn't get Harry Redknapp off the phone the other day. I had to call him up after dinner as well. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to chat about the old days. It's lovely. So, yeah, without a question, a cup winner, promotion winner. Didn't win in the England caps in the West Ham shirt, sadly. And I, I find that surprising because Green was the manager at the time. I know he had Shilton and Clements, um, but he, Greenwood did tend to lean towards those Liverpool players a bit too much, which is why, sadly, Billy didn't get a cap because Emily Hughes got 62 caps, which, go figure. <laughs> All right, we'll yeah. put Parks in. Yeah, I mean, as you said, he's one of those players who's... He was often, you know, when half time we're interviewing players at half time and stuff like that, and they talk about the, you know, the eighties and stuff like that. Parks, his name comes up all the time, you know, in terms of being such a nice guy, and that's that's a, a trend we've had throughout a lot of these videos when we're talking to people, and Phil's come up. It's not just the player, but the man as well. And he said, you said he's probably spent a lot of time with him talking to him about uh, about his, his time with. With, with the various players. So, yeah, no, it's a good one. Good shout. We'll put Parks in. Okay, who we got at the left-back then, Tim? Frank Lampard Senior. Uh, cup winner. Two FA Cups. I know uh, Dix will be a popular choice, but uh, five red cards. And he, uh, obviously a good player. But Frank, Frank for me, uh, quite a difficult character to get hold of, but eventually gives gives you interviews. And he's obviously he's a proper club legend. Mm. It's a little by what happened to the Lampard family in general, sadly, and that's affected his legacy. But when I speak to him, he said the older it gets, the more important it seems to get uh, become that West Ham experience that he had. Um, and yeah, he was the first left back I saw. No, a bit, bit short of pace, worked so hard at his game. And when I was seeing him in 1979, he'd already been at the club for 12 years. You know? Wow. It's just a proper, proper legend, you know, over 600. Yeah. And very difficult to consider any others if you went back. Maybe you could look at Jack Burkett or, you know, a player like that. But no, Frank Lampard for my number. Okay, okay. So that's on the left. Are we going to go have on right back? We'll go right back next. Yeah, well, quite, you know, we've had some great right backs down the years. You know, John Bond has been good. John McDowell. He was the bright young thing that everyone was talking about. It didn't didn't quite fulfil his potential, but you can't. I can't look beyond Ray Stewart because you need the penalty taker. Scottish international uh, loves the club even now. You know he'll travel down from Scotland for reunions and evenings, and uh, just scored that most amazing penalty against Aston Villa in the sixth round of the FA Cup. One of the great. Upton Park, um, just a young kid with all that pressure on his shoulders, and then, then the equaliser in the League Cup final, another penalty at Wembley, last minute. I, I mean, he missed. He actually missed ten penalties. Um, he followed up on a few of them, but people quite a high figure. But he didn't miss any important ones. So Ray Stewart, number two. Nice, thank you, thank you. That's a strong pair of fullbacks we got there. And who you got in your uh, as your two centre backs, your colossals in defence. Yeah, well, I'm not going to put Billy in defence. I'm putting Billy in midfield. I think he's um, too big a giant of a player to to leave in defence. So I'm going to go with um, one of my centre-halves will be Alvin Martin. Uh, Came down from Bootsall. He'd had trials at uh, Everton and QPR, somewhere else in London anyway. Didn't quite work out. We, We ran our eye over him. John Lyle ran his eye over him and saw something 
and he'd been playing as a striker, but played him in defence, never let us down. We were very blessed at West Ham. We had Billy Bonds and Alvin Martin as our three club captains. I mean, just phenomenal, really, that we had, you know, such continuity of class captaincy to guide us through some amazing memories. Um, Thrill rides, which we don't have anymore. yeah, so and, and and Alvin, he's he's a he's a lovely he's a lovely guy to. So he's got a bit of time for for people. Obviously, loves loves the club and got his England caps. Definitely scored the scored the important scored the equaliser. Well, we put that head in for for the uh, for Ray Stewart to get the penalty in the eighty one Cup League Cup final. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously the FA Cup winner as well. Yeah. So. It, number it'd be my yeah, centre, one of my centre halves. Sounds lovely. Okay, so we've got Alvin. Who's the other one? Who's partnering him in that centre? I didn't see Bobby play, so I'm not. Put, I can't use no, Bobby. Yeah, fair enough. I've gone. I've gone with one. It, it breaks my heart to put him in, really. But Rio Ferdinand. I mean, I don't know how many caps he ended up with. Eighty caps for England. Something like that. One, yeah. One. One amazing trophies at Manchester United. We sold him to Leeds, of course, but it made his name and. And memories at Manchester United, a heart, you know, heartbreaking because West Ham fans should have had another era with Harry Redd at the helm. We had those six guys, you know, Defoe, Cole, Lampard, Carrick, Ferdinand, and one other, oh, Glenn Johnson. And it's heartbreaking that we didn't have that era. We had the Moorehurst Peters, we had the Brooklyn Bonds, Lampard, got put in Devonshire there, and we should have had another another era. You put yeah. the canyon around those kids, you know, uh, we probably have had David James in goal, something like that, Trevor Sinclair, you know, it, it could have been a, a, such a joyride, mm. but we, we were denied, but I can hear Harry now, Rolls-Royce Rio, we used to go to, the, we used to, I used to work for the Overland and Sea magazine, yep. Gary Firmager, thank you Gary, he gave me my first opportunity writing about West Ham, um, we used to go and watch, the, the, and at the end of the season you'd interview Harry, that was the that was your bonus, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Harry, as he is now, you know, so amenable. So you get such a bad press. Sadly, went and managed Spurs. He did a lot of the no nos, you know, <laughs> the, the, to do uh, in the West Ham community. But yeah, he used to go on about roles for us, Rio, and he was he was he was wonderful, purring away in our defence there. And sadly, we didn't see it come to fruition. Right. Yeah. Alongside the experience of Alvin Martin, it could be quite formidable and impenetrable with high balls, um, central central defensive pairing. Yeah, strong, really strong back four and Parksy as well, back five. I like that. Yeah. Okay, right, Tim. What we're going to do in midfield? Let's go. Uh, let's go left wing first. Well, Alan Devonshire. Yeah. Can only be Dev, one of the greatest players I ever saw over there. I mean, I was a young kid. And just to see him gliding by those pre pre he obviously cropped his cropped his knee against Wigan in '84, I think. Uh, but prior to that, the eighty eighty one season when he was sublime, and everyone remembers the you know the league uh, the FA Cup semi final goal against against Everton. Uh, Frank scored the winner. That's another reason the memory Frank gave me from that. That wonderful goal against Everton, the winner, FA Cup winner, 80 semi final. But he also scored some other amazing goals. He didn't score enough goals. Patsy Holland always says that. 
Patsy Holland always says that about Alan Devonshire that he didn't score enough enough goals. He scored that amazing goal at Chelsea in the 4 0 victory. He scored one up at Newcastle. And I don't know if you've ever seen the goal he scored at Wrexham where he runs the full length of the field. Um, it's just, just mesmerising. So I like my teams to have two wingers. Yeah. I like an, an attacking format. And one of the one of the biggest joys for me watching football is seeing a winger take on a defender and get to the byline and put the crossing. That for me is mm. great. And you got that with Devo. It was like just yeah. look at their feet and he'd be off gliding by them. We saw him do it in the 80 Cup final, you know, to put the cross in. Eventually, Brooklyn scored. Um, and we saw it in the semi final against Everton when he scored that wonder goal. But he was in that, you know, most games. It was just a joy, you know. That, that moment of a winger taking on a defender, I think it's second only to that one-on-one with a striker and a goalkeeper. He thinks, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. That really, that really thrills me. We don't get it so much nowadays. <laughs> isn't good to anyone, so it's not, it, 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 it happens less and less frequently. And he only cost us, was it five grand, wasn't it? Five grand we paid for him? Five grand from Southall, yeah. He was, uh, he was, he was there part-time, wasn't he? Was he a forklift try? Something like that, yeah. That's not a bad fight. What can you get for five grand this time? Not that, that's for sure. Okay, right, I'll put Dev on the on the left, and then who's going to be complimenting him on the right then, Tim? I had, this was my most difficult position. I, I really wanted to put Patsy Holland in, because I love Patsy, and he's a popular boy like me. Mm. And I love chatting with him at all the events. He's, he's West Ham through and through. But I, for the purposes of this, I started watching West Ham in 79. Patsy had been there since the late 60s, so... He was he was just tipping he passed his tipping point really yeah. best. So I'm going to park him on the bench. Sadly, sorry, Patsy. Cut uh, winner, of course, and just he scored one of the last hammers to score in a European Cup final uh, against Anderlecht. So you can't overlook these uh, overlook these things. Great, great player. But I thought who? Then I looked at Sinclair because I, I really like Trevor Sinclair. I thought, you know, in his prime, when he was trim, he could he did some electrifying things down that right wing, and he could score some goals, put in some good crosses, and I, I thought he could be it. But I'm going to go with Joe Cole because I used to watch football. I used to watch the Hammers from the main stand, and everyone around me, there was just this. There was just this frisson, frisson of excitement when he got the ball. Mm. It was this electric moment. Joe's on the ball. What's Joe's doing? He, he had his own little culture. The fans loved him. Harry Redknapp said he was just going to blow West Ham fans away when we, we, we used to have these meetings. We, they haven't seen anything like him and that. And we've had some good right wingers. Peter Braybrook was a fantastic right winger um, in our past. I didn't see him, sadly. Um, Harry, you know, competent right winger. But I'm going to go with Joe. Unfulfilled promise, but I just like the idea of Dev on the left, Joe on the right, yeah. those wingers, um, and, make, and causing problems. It's tricky. I like that. That's good. And then, so we've got a nice two wingers. Who are we going to have in the in the middle then, Tim? Who's going to be your two centre mids? Brooklyn and Bonds. Brooklyn and Bonds, okay. No, Brooklyn and Bonds. Brooklyn and Bonds. Brooking for the flair, put a ball on any blade of grass in the state, on the uh, bowling, uh, wherever he was. He just put that ball wherever he wanted. Just a magician. Watched him all those years. Still don't know if he's left footed or right footed. Just <laughs> on each. 
and uh, along to you know two FA Cups, headed goal, just an immortal. Uh, he's writing the forward for the Billy Bonds book along with Pop Robson. Wow. I asked, who, who, who would you want to write the forward for your book? Because he was very friendly with. He was roomed and played cards forever with Trevor, but he was very good with Pop Robson as well. And he said, get, get them both. So Pop's writing the forward and Trevor's writing these forwards. So that was, he's, he's very good, Trevor. He's always got time and helpful. Uh, so just, just wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful player. You know, just mm. in control and just cr so creative, you know. Never backwards and sideways. Always looking for the wingers. Always looking to put the right ball through the middle. And got his fair share of goals as well. Good goals. Good quality goals. You know, he could put the ball wherever he wanted, which is, which is a nice skill to have. He he was hopeless at tackling. Um, wasn't his cup of tea. Wasn't that type of player. So you need someone in there yes. tackling. Hard as nails. Billy Bonds. Bonds. Box-to-box -box tracking would never had anybody like it. I, I, I know nowadays they, they introduce this thing where they measure the distance yeah. a player in the game and Beckham's right up there. Beckham could do like double-figure mileage. He could do 10 miles in a game, 12 miles in a game. I would love someone to put a clock on mm. Billy in his, when he was just doing that box-to-box -box tracking. I've watched so many games where he'd lose the ball. You know, or the, the ball would be lost, not just him, but we'd lose a ball occasionally, up, up, you know, in attack. And then he's back defending as well. He, he just used to do it all the time. He would chase for... I've interviewed so many people for this book and things that are coming out of it are things like... It was like having 12, 12 players on the pitch. It, it, was just, it was just a phenomenon. I don't think people absolutely adore him. He's a, he's a, he's a fan favourite. But even that's not enough. Even that... Enough. We need a we need a Billy Bond statue or some. I know they've done the stand, which there. It's a great thing to show recognition, and that was the way to do it. Um, but we need something something else for Billy because he was an absolute giant, captain of this side, obviously, uh, and straight into that midfield where he can do most damage, where he can cover yeah. most ground, where because his fitness levels in training. He was 100% in training and uh, on, on the pitch. And nobody could get close to him in those cross-country runs, pre-training around Epping Forest, or wherever they used to do it. He would yeah. be head and shoulders above the rest. And if you've got... I was looking at some old footage of, of, um, from, the, from the 70s recently. Just watching Bill is just, just phenomenal. It's so entertaining. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get your hands on some 1970s West End when Billy well, is yeah. as tanned and as sleek and as powerful and dominant and buccaneering and swashbuckling and all these adjectives that they come out. He's all of those and more. Um, just do yourself a favour and treat yeah. yourself. Well, I, I know that um, I know that Robert is uh, Robert Banks is he's been digitalising all the uh, season reviews, and I think that uh, might be mid 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 uh, mid eighties up until I think 2013 at the moment and uh yeah it's like sort of the Netflix type of for West Ham fans you know you've done you've done Tiger King and whatever um you can start yeah and that's it's it's yeah you just you you get this newfound appreciation when you said when you're looking back through old footage you get a new appreciation for players you might not have appreciated at the time or or maybe the other way around you thought this guy was brilliant you know because you were only 10 at the time and actually 
it wasn't that good. <laughs> and this guy was really good. And, you know, but um, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a great shout. That is a proper midfield, isn't it, though? You've covered it all. You've got your flair, you've got your pace, you've got your, your skill, you've got your sort of your tackling, your, as you said, sort of the, 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 sort of the guy at the back of Bonzi is just going to be sort of tracking all over the place. It's a really strong back. Right, okay. I like that midfield. Right, so who are we going to go for as your two strikers? Who are we going to go? Well, I found it really difficult because the two strikers I've chosen are not the tallest strikers in the world. And I've got, I've got two nippy wingers putting in these crosses. And <laughs> I know that the thing that made me stick with it, with it was our greatest league season, 85, 86, as you know. We had Cotty and McAvenny, not the tallest, although McAvenny's 5'10", apparently. He never looked 5'10 to me, but mm. Cotty's 5'7". Uh, they didn't look... They weren't, you know... They weren't Niall Quinn, you know, and, and Kevin Phillips. They, it wasn't like that. They, were, they looked quite, you know, short mm. to me. Um, and it worked, and we haven't had a 20-goal-a-season striker in the top flight since Tony Cotty. I think Marlon did it in the, in the, second, the second tier, but that's a long time now. I think he did the 86, 87. That's a long time for a club like West Ham United not to produce a 20-goal-a-season player. There's something not right. There's just something not right that we can't do that. Um, so, Cotty is obviously one of my strikers. Forest Gate boy, loved West Ham, scored on his debut, part of the best ever league team, should have should have had a you know better cup runs at Sheffield Wednesday final, still greats with me. Um, should have won that and gone on. But no, uh, but just just an all-round nice guy, you know, always always got time to chat about whatever it is I'm working on. Um, and quick as you like, exciting, and you just felt it just felt like every game you went into, we were going to score a goal. We were going to get goals every game. I mean, I I watch West Ham nowadays, and I and I just people talk about you know we we'll, we'll play Liverpool, and they say well they talk in terms of well we don't want to concede too many because it might affect our you know our, mm. our difference at the end of the season. That's, that to me, that's anathema. That, that is not the West Ham way of thinking. I grew up, it was like, get out there, give them a game, run at them. They may be top of the table better than us, but on our day, we, we could beat anybody and did. Nowadays, we just seem to be resigned to playing one up front, sideways, backwards football. It's a little bit, I find it a little bit discouraging to... to, mm. to um, but hopefully that will change. But certainly Cotty up front. And alongside him, and this is Tony Cotty's hero himself. When he grew up, he used to love this guy because he was such an instinctive striker. And he worked hard at his game. And he had two spells at the club. And I saw him in the second spell. He scored my first goal I ever scored at West Ham. He's a lovely, lovely guy. He lives... He lives up in the northeast. I call him up. We have we have, we just talk about West Ham, and he's he's so well informed. And it's Brian Pop Robson, uh, but he's five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but so we're not going to get many headed goals. Yeah. I'm starting with that team, and I, and I've and I've got. I don't know if we talk. Do we talk about subs at all? 
Well, you can talk about subs, Tim, if you want. Go on, it's all it's all interesting. So on the bench, I've put I've put Freddie Canute, who, nice. in terms of new signings, he gave me most enjoyment when he came on. When he when he when he made his debut, he was so quick, he was faster than any West Ham player I'd seen for a long, long time, and he scored quite a few goals for us. And he looked quick, and he was good in the air. And and obviously, what he went on to do was Seville. I mean, he won the Europa League twice, Europa Super Cup, uh, the, the, the Spanish FA Cup. I mean, he had a proper, you know, decorated career after West Ham. So probably not a popular, probably not a common choice. I don't mm. dislike Canuti, but oh, all right, he went to Spurs. But yeah, there's that, there is that. But uh, he, he excited me. I would have him and he'd bring the heights. And I'd also have David Cross on the bench to bring a bit of height. And in the midfield, I'd have Canio on the bench to bring a little bit of flair if we needed it, a bit more flair. If if Trevor was flagging, then I'd put the Canio on uh, for, for him. Um, and that's and I'd have Ludo as a backup for Parks. And it, to cover all the defensive positions, one of, a player who gave me a lot of joy, and he only played 50-odd games, um, was... Uh, uh, Slavin Bilic, good tackler, great on the ball, find anybody, run forever. I really liked him. I, I, in terms of my subs, I thought he could fill in along the back anywhere there. Easily. That's strong. Nice team. Nice team, Tim. Really nice team. So just go, we've got Parks in goal. We've got um, Lampard Senior at left back. We've got Rio and Alvin in the middles. and uh, Ray on the right. And then midfield, we've got Dev on the left, Bonds and Brooklyn, BB in the middle, Joey on the on the right. And then we've got Pop and Cotty up front. And then you've got, and I'll, I'll allow the subs, we've got Ludo, we've got Freddie, we've got Cross, we've got Di Canio and Bilic on the bench. It's a strong, it could do a job. I think it could still do a job, definitely at defence. Definitely at defence. That's over 700, over 700 goals in that team. That's incredible. And probably, and, and how many FA Cup winners, Tim? And how many uh, Hammer of the Year winners? And yes, quite a few, quite a few. Well, we've only got we've only got thirty in, in the club's history for your for your fans. Only got thirty FA Cup winners, not thirty three, because Bonds, Brooking, and Lampard won it twice. Twice, yeah. Sixty four, seventy five, and eighty. We've got thirty FA Cup winners. They're like our crown jewels. And one of them, Tommy Taylor, is is marooned in India at the moment. <laughs> he, he's a coach. He, he coaches all around the world. He had a spell in Finland, but he was coaching in India, and he's hoping to come back at the end of this month, May. Um, but he's in lockdown with 1.3 billion Indians. So I'm a bit. I'm in email contact with him. I like to keep an eye on those those uh, thirty. And we lost Graham Padden, of course, sadly. Uh, so there are a couple. We've lost Bobby Moore. We've lost Johnny Byrne. We've lost Peter Braybrook. We've lost John Johnny Bond. Uh, so we've we've lost a few, mm. but twenty odd prime West Ham Cup winners who we should cherish and enjoy and look after and get them back to the club whenever they want. Give them season tickets for them and their families. Treat them like gods because they are the very pinnacle of our yeah. history. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks very much, Tim. It's been really interesting. It's been really interesting. A lot of names that obviously others, but some which, you know, obviously I have, wasn't privy to 
seen these players play. So it's really interesting to hear you speak so candidly and sort of with such enthusiasm about some of those players. And I'm sure a lot of people watching this will be appreciative as well. So thank you, Tim. It's really been really fun. Uh, and Absolutely. thank you to everyone else. Thanks to everyone else for listening and watching and uh, like, subscribe. Um, you can t- Tim's Twitter handle is xhammersmag, in it? X Hammers Mag. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I believe yes. so. And um, and we'll put a link in the description anyway to follow him as well. Um, and yeah, please stay tuned for for other guests you've got coming on. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.